podcast number 43, where we're going to be discussing games like Yakuza, Like a Dragon, and Captain Tsubasa, Something About Champions, and that's it. Just those two. We're also going to have a fireside chat where we're going to talk about other games, but not in the depth that we talked about those first two that I mentioned. <laughs> I'm Andy, a.k.a. Solid Talker, hosting here with... Uh, Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia. I, I, I like that about you, Andy. You're a straight shooter. Tell like it is. <laughs> I just you know, want to set people's expectations <laughs> clear from the beginning. we got two games we're talking in detail. I'm not promising that we're going to talk about more, but there may be others. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to guarantee be, it. At least game adjacent discussions. Sure, sure. <laughs> as as far as game adjacent discussion goes, before we really d- jump into the meat of things, it is now 2021. How's this new year going for you? How's it been? It's been a while. How have you uh, been? It's it's snowing in Texas, so it's basically the end of the world. Otherwise, it's, it's been objectively <laughs> better than 2020, man. I mean, it's a lot of good games to look forward to this year. Uh, it's, uh, that's it. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Got a couple of games to look forward to. End, End of, of list. list. What's what's on the horizon for you in the year of our Lord 2021? Oh, man. If I could think of a single game coming out this year, <laughs> I could tell you that I was super <laughs> excited about, but I've gone completely oh, blank. There you go. Uh, that, that new uh, Conan uh, hack and slash game's coming out. That's that's the uh, everyone big one. everyone loves all the every Conan game that's come out has been yeah. great. So uh, that's a license that has not been <laughs> poorly managed or misused at all. <laughs> yeah, that's so get super psyched getting super psyched for that. Uh you know what? I think there's a bunch of extremely twee farming simulator games like Ooblets and another one uh, about Opaleo Pines, I think might be coming out this year, which is like Animal Crossing, but with dinosaurs. Oh, that sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it, it's super adorable. <laughs> like, if you could imagine dinosaurs being drawn by some kind of high school girl with an extremely high-pitched, cutesy voice. <laughs> and as she's drawing them, describing them, it just kind of gets into dog whistle territory of high-pitched, because they're so cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, it looks good. Paleo Pines looks okay. great. There's a, it, now, you sent me a uh, a video of this game coming out called Craftopia. Is is there crafting in that? <laughs> I didn't fully understand what I was watching. Craftopia, and I would recommend anyone listening check out the trailer for this because it's possibly the greatest game ever made. <laughs> there you if go. It, if it delivers on what it's promising, I'm pretty sure it's the greatest game ever created. <laughs> Because it seems like it's Harvest Moon Factorio Breath of the Wild at Monster Hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Right? Like, am I, am I getting I that? Mean, that's, like, that's what I got from the trailer, but I was like, nah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing that like you and your friends would be sitting around talking about a game just like like just Breath of the Wild. And, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if you added this? And what, what if you could like automate a little bit of it? And then an hour later, you're pretty sure you've designed the greatest game in the world <laughs> with no concept of how big the scope of what you've described is. <laughs> and this game will come out in the year 2035. It had people fighting skeletons that were twice their height, which for some reason was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> giraffes that were being hunted with pokeball type material a bunch of <laughs> small creatures running on treadmills to power factories <laughs> simple farming a conveyor belt dumping cows into a gigantic cauldron 
Yeah. It looks it, amazing. It really does. I I remember I was watching it for a while and then like I looked away to like check my phone or something. I looked back up. It was just like it looked sort of like a, a knockoff Breath of the Wild at first, and then I look away and I look back and there's just like a car like flying through the sky and I was like, What is happening? <laughs> it feels a lot like one of those videos you'd see that like Donkey would do where he's installed too many Skyrim mods. <laughs> yeah. And nothing makes sense anymore, and there's there's absolutely no like artistic cohesion to anything. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a, a dragon corpse in the middle of nowhere, and that's actually like the vendor from one of the capital cities. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I can't wait for it. I, I don't know if it's coming out this year, but I will be pre-ordering it. I will kickstart whatever these people want. I will buy whatever steelbook edition it has. <laughs> it, it's just, it's in, it's infiltrated my dreams. Oh, God. S- speaking of that uh, and chilling oh. out for other games, how excited are you for the Slay the Spire board game? Oh, my God. I, I've seen a picture of the box <laughs> that they've prototyped, <laughs> and I'm already ready to throw That's money it. at it. That's all there is. It's like coming 2021. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm putting $500 aside for this. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, the power of Slay the Spire, and it's you know it's going to be something like that. It'll be some ridiculous amount of money, but I don't care. Like it, it's Slay the Spire. It's a great card yeah. game. It's a great game. Yeah, especially if they can somehow make it multiplayer <laughs> and not like a solo experience. See, that's the thing. I I can definitely see it as a solo experience, but I mean that's that's not a very fun game. Like. There's a reason we've grown past no. solitaire. <laughs> well, some of us have. <laughs> I think that there's... If you've ever played one of those, like, deck building... Like, um, I'm trying to think of the one that I played. It's something to do with superheroes, where everyone was a different superhero, and they each had their own deck and cards they were playing with to kind of everyone fighting one villain. I'm sure that, that what I've just described is like me describing, oh, it was like that game where you walk around in a corridor and shoot people. Like, in a first-person yeah. view? Like, I've just described something incredibly <laughs> generic. Ah, 007 Nightfire, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it! 100%! The game I'm always thinking about when I talk about FPSs. Figured it out. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about with this superhero game. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that... I feel like it could be done well with almost like a campaign style, each person working towards a narrative objective yeah. rather than like uh you know a more net runner me versus you with our decks yeah with just different classes of decks yeah so i don't know that'll be really cool i'm excited for that and when that comes out i'm sure we'll discuss it at great 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 lengths oh god i can't speak <laughs> great lengths on our board game podcast yeah, absolutely board board off which board sounds <laughs> like a, a survival horror game I feel like if you call something bored off, you are handing people the the keys to the laziest negative reviews. <laughs> Should have called it wood off. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah. So uh, with that, we're going to go into kind of like a, a newsy fireside chatty thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there was a little bit of news today. Uh, well, there's been a lot of news today. It's been an interesting week in America. Um, but today, <laughs> yeah, I, I had heard yeah. that <laughs> rumors, rumors. Um, yeah. So, uh, Lucas, Lucas arts has been around since the 
mid 80s i had the year up here if you want to let me fact check my damn self yeah since 1982 and it's been handling um prior to the disney acquisition it was handling almost all the development of all the the star wars games or if it, it was handling the licensing for all the star wars games um since the disney acquisition They've just been handling the licensing as a very small team. And today, Disney sort of announced that they're renaming LucasArts to Lucasfilm Games, which, in their defense, was the original name of the studio until they realized that it was a stupid fucking name and renamed it LucasArts in 1990. Since then, they've, since then being today, they've decided to go back to that truly, truly terrible name. Um... I sort of thought this was interesting because I had, like, a really visceral reaction to it when I read it this morning. And, like, it was just like, what a stupid fucking name! How fucking dare they? And maybe it's just because, like, I just start <laughs> foaming at the mouth for anything anything Disney does these days. Because they, they're just on a weird trajectory with a lot of these properties and how many, how they're, it seems like they're oversaturating the Star Wars franchise. But... Neither here nor there. I don't know how you could possibly be coming to that conclusion. <laughs> Neither. That is preposterous. Yeah, that's a discussion for movie and TV off, I guess. But, yeah, we, we see this from time to time with with studios like like THQ. Like, the new THQ Nordic's not really the, the same THQ of, of, of yesteryear. Like, the current Atari wasn't the same company as the old Atari. Um... I guess I want to pose the question of like, like why, why do we keep reanimating the, the corpses of like these old studios? <laughs> it's like it's not even clear like what what the new version of Lucasfilm Games is going to be doing, but they they seem adamant to be bringing everything in house at Disney. Um, they di- they obviously did it with Marvel and all the Marvel TV shows. They don't they like straight up were just like no like our Netflix deal's canceled. You can go fuck yourself. All these TV shows that were doing really well, we don't care because we want to make sure it's monopolized internally. So yeah, they they want that money. Yeah, exactly. And like that's how business works. I understand. Like sure, it, it, maybe they're gross about it, but that's discussion for another time. Yeah. So so what are your thoughts on all of this? You know, it's weird. Because I've seen it happen with a couple of companies from my my, eh, my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened with Sierra maybe four or five years ago. They came back and redid King's Quest and brought oh, that yeah. back. There was 3D Realms came back a couple of years ago. And Apogee both came back and did like Rise of the Triad as a remake and a re-release. Mm. Uh, they just recently resurrected the, the Crystal Caves franchise or the franchise, the Crystal Caves license and just kind of did a reskin of that, which I really enjoyed. But it's very weird seeing these kind of things come back. And you know that they don't really have any connection to the original thing in any practical means. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not like you're getting the original Bioshock team back together or the original System Shock team back together to make another System Shock under its original, you know, branding and everything like that. It's just... It's just a, a title. It's just a new billboard you're putting mm. up. So it feels extremely cynical. It feels like just a way to trade on goodwill in a way that's almost worse than, you know, the way that we remake a lot of movies and reboot a lot of movies. Yeah. Because at least then, 
Because there's no guarantee that Lucasfilm Games will do anything related to the original Lucasfilm Games. At least with, like, a new Charlie's Angels, there was three women and they were spies. Or, I guess, whatever the... Tra- like, they were three women and they fought people. <laughs> and they, they, they listened like, to what Charlie requested of them. That's it. Yeah, so at least, at least I, I get that. That's at least... I can draw a line between the two, but Lucasfilm Games being back, like, who cares? What does it mean? <laughs> what Are you going to make another loom? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I don't, I don't even think this division even, like, needs to exist on its own, especially if it's just handling the licensing. <laughs> like, just, just throw them in the PR department somewhere at Disney and like call them the, the Luke, the star Wars licensing team and forget about them. It, it's just, it's very, it feels so corporate and planned and calculated. Yeah, exactly. Cause like it, 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 it is, this is all coming across as baity, right? Like Wikipedia, which obviously I didn't fact check this yet, but Wikipedia's last count of the number of employees at LucasArts was 10. Like, there's 10 people aren't developing a new game. Like they're, they're pretty much just like discussing the licensing with EA who owns all of like the game dev rights through the next two or three years for the Star Wars franchise. And they just, yeah, they just just done that with that with EA, right? That was basically they just gave it to EA and said, "Make yeah. games, make games." And EA squandered the shit out of that license. <laughs> yes, yeah. What do they make? Like four games over the course of ten years? Battlefront, Battlefront two, uh, and then Jedi Fallen Order and uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Squadrons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it because I think there was like three or four titles that got canceled also in the mix there, and. Well, I mean, with a license like Star Wars, what do you do with it? <laughs> what do you, there's, there's not, what do, you do? There's not a lot to mine from there. A, a literal entire galaxy of possibilities with nothing but a common theme binding. <laughs> like, what could you possibly do? <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of pages of written lore. <laughs> Literally. Characters that are, uh, like, you could pull out of the archives. Like, <laughs> fuck. And- dozens upon dozens of already existing game ideas that you could just like all right we're making i don't know rogue squadron yeah. again we're just making another one yeah that's that's another good example like they announced i think a movie called rogue squadron and they're like oh no it doesn't have anything to do with the game it's like why why are you calling it rogue squadron then it's like ah, well you know some people probably like that name for one reason or another it's like you know why people like that name you son of a bitch like <laughs> this is this is what this is what the CW does. <laughs> Disney is basically let's let's make a Nancy Drew sh- show, but it's spooky and it's modern times and it's sexy. <laughs> like oh, all those things that I associate with Nancy Drew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of those things I associate with Archie comics, like murder and serial killers <laughs> and cults. That's what I associate with Archie comics, and not trying to go on two dates in the same day and eating a lot of cheeseburgers. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're, they're clearly learning something from CW. It, it's it's really frustrating. What I would love to see any of these companies do, and I think, I think I've posed this idea before, so I apologize for wasting the next two minutes of everyone's <laughs> time. I would like to see LucasArts just, or LucasFilm Games or whatever, just say, hey, we're going to give these licenses and these ideas exclusively to smaller teams. 
we're gonna we're gonna give the 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 whole rogue squadron thing too much small it's like a like a ten person indie team do what you want mm-hmm. with it here you want to take you want to make make a game about droids here you go call us up you know, like Stephen King does with his um dollar you know, where where the small like college kids can buy a licensing rights from him or an IP right rights for him to make a student film for a yeah, dollar yeah. like that's what I want to see from from Lucasfilms like you've got all of these IPs underneath you have smaller teams come together and make them and yeah they're not all going to come together some of them might end up like a, a John Wick Hex which kind of got middling reviews yeah. but occasionally you'll end up with something that's really interesting yeah and that's the thing you're still like building out this universe in all these different ways and reaching people that you wouldn't really wouldn't necessarily have originally reached like if they made a Star Wars tactics game like that'd be the one I played <laughs> I yeah. don't care about these I shooters would... I would love to see that. I would love to see... I'd love to see whatever happens in a situation where Devolver publishes a Star Wars game. I want to... I don't... I can't even imagine what that game yeah. is. But, like, I, I don't know, some sort of hot tycoon game. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe... It'd... But they're going to... They're going to waste all of these licenses on flying games, FPSs, uh, third-person Dark Souls RPGs. Yeah. Like, it's going to be all the same things that everyone else is going to make. Mm-hmm. Nothing interesting is going to happen with them. Yeah. And, like, that's that's essentially what they've been doing for, like, the last eight years or so with EA. It's like you've been reaching the same fucking audience over and over again for every three years. Like, uh, it just, just get it out there. Like, it doesn't have to have lore implications. Just let people make stupid fucking Stormtrooper games where they're... Like pot, like planting in the corpses of you know all the all the all the deceased people. Like, I don't know. That's what I, I get out I of the want, box. Like I want Star Wars Harvest Moon where a moisture farming. Exactly. Yes. Where is that? I want that game. I want like some kind of you know diner dash, but I'm running a, a Moss Eisley cantina. Yeah, like a, a survival game where every once in a while I have to cut open a fucking tauntaun and just climb inside. Like. Play a survival game. All of these ideas, I'm I'm guessing, are better than whatever they're going to come up with. I'm I'm stating that now equivocally. (laughs) Battlefront three, squadrons (laughs) two, (laughs) Jedi Knight reborn. (laughs) That's what people really liked about Star Wars was the aerial combat (laughs) (laughs) and the pod racing. God, if they make another Pod Racer, man. I forgot about them re-releasing Pod Racer. Oh my God, yeah, I I did play Racer Revenge recently on the PS4. <laughs> oh, how'd you like oh, that? Oh, that's dog shit. I don't remember how I played those games so much as a kid. <laughs> I, I got the one for Switch. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. It was like two races. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck this. Went back to playing Nicktoons Kart Racing too. <laughs> the refined racer. <laughs> God. All right, you want to tell us about uh, Yakuza Dragon Force? Oh, yeah, sure. Fucking, uh, it's that time, I guess. Let's. Yeah, why not? <coughs> all right, so I'm going to preface all of this by saying that I am probably a bit of a, a Yakuza shill or simp or whatever the kids stan, <laughs> whatever the kids are calling them, me these days. Um,. I'm pretty sure that those all mean exactly the same thing, and there's no subtle distinction between being a shill, a simp, and a yeah, stan. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Yak- Yakuza Lad, also known as Yakuza 7 in Japan, which 
implies that it's the seventh game in the franchise. Franchise that I've loved for fucking ever. And by forever, I mean I have a quick aside. The first time I ever played a Yakuza game was actually in preparation for our first few episodes of this podcast. That uh, was the first one you'd Yakuza played? Yakuza 6, yeah. We were... Wow. We had originally decided to do the first few episodes as a recap of the previous year. I think that was like 20, 2017 recap or oh, something. Oh, yeah. And so like one of the games I played was Yakuza 6. And oh, man, I fell hard in love with that game. And I was sad I never got to talk about it on this podcast. So I've been holding in a lot of positive energy for the Yakuza <laughs> franchise. And it's going to probably overflow a little bit because i think the last three or four games i've played have been a bit dog shit so forgive me anyway yakuza is typically a um a brawler almost in the vein of like a batman arkham asylum if you've played those games um takes place in japan um it as the name yakuza uh suggests um Ah. primarily one of the more interesting things the franchise does though is it it takes place in the same location in the same city um kamurocho which is uh supposed to be a, a replication of shinjuku in tokyo so so not a real place yeah not a real place but it's got like heavy heavy similarities to shinjuku um and they'll they'll add new places this new game actually takes place primarily in yokohama but you can go back to uh the uh kamurocho area as well as the Sotenbori area which is in osaka from previous games so what they do is build on the franchise slowly over time you can one of the funnier things that i like about the game is you can still like if you find really weird alleys in the game you can sort of see like really old ps2 textures um, just because they haven't gotten around to updating that part of the city yet, but they're still using like this one weird alley that they're not using. Because the maps are pretty fucking big, so it, this shit takes time. Anyway, the game have games have since evolved, not games. This is the first game that's evolved past the brawler French, the brawler gameplay style. Um, the games have always had sort of small RPG elements where you'd sort of just get plus attack power, et cetera, et cetera, but you'd still be mashing x or y to beat the shit out of a bunch of goons this is a proper rpg this is there's there's no way around it you've got dozens of classes to play with you can level up all your guys to 99 get all those stat bonuses get the get the best weapons in the game the ex exes it's it's very very satisfying um as a JRPG, it, it has a lot of really nice homages to classic JRPGs. One of my favorite things is like that. It's it sort of reminds me a lot of these like PS1, PS2 era Final Fantasies. You have a lot of actually probably more of the PS1 era. There's like secret characters. Um, there's really hard to grind rewards. Like getting the final weapons in the game, they take time, and you get them different ways you can get them by grinding money you can get them by playing mini games and batting cages you can get them from like the golf mini game or gambling like there's a lot you could play the game however you want and end up at the same place but it still is hard work this, the story is standard fare for any yakuza game if, if you guys have ever played one it's essentially um you're not actually a yakuza like, you're not a gangster while the game's taking place, but you always seem to be cleaning up after 
Yakuza or chasing after Yakuza or doing something centrally focused on Yakuza, but you're not strictly a Yakuza because you don't, I guess you don't, you're not ever a bad guy, quote unquote. So one of the, one of the best parts about this game is actually the battle system. Um, It's, it's very simple, but also really well done in, in that same theme of building off of what they've already built. They had done a really good job in previous games of sort of making the combat really fluid with the environment. Like um, in older games, you would have this beast style, which would allow you while attacking to just pick up random objects mid combo and just start beating the shit out of people with them. (laughs) In in this game that happens like organically, like you don't have styles obviously, because it's not a brawler. Um, You just, if you're running at someone to attack them and there's like an item on the ground, like you, they use that exact same functionality to just pick up an item and like, like beat the shit out of them with like this neon sign in the middle of the road or like a bicycle or something. (laughs) So it's, it feels in a lot of ways, it feels like a really, really smart evolution of what they have already built when they first announced it. Since I've really liked, like traditional turn-based RPGs and stuff like that. I, I was still excited for it, but I could see why people were disappointed because there's really nothing wrong with the old battle system, but it, it was still really... It's exciting for me to see it go in a new direction, see them try new things, um, but it still like seemed very different from what it used to be, but in reality, it's really not. Um, obviously, there wasn't like you know special abilities that you would use in the middle of combat and stuff like you'd have prompts that would sort of go into mini cutscenes before but now you would have you'll have like abilities that have completely separate animations and cutscenes and stuff like that um but Mm -hmm. it's still very much in in that vibe of i guess over the top combat i won't i won't continue hard segueing here (laughs) i'll let you if you have any questions (laughs) (laughs) i'll 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 take a breather (laughs) You've actually been hitting them as they've as they've been coming right. up. How is because a lot of the stuff I've heard about the Yakuza series in the past has been about the storytelling, about the way that the character development goes and the characters that they write. Mm. Is that followed through in Like a Dragon? I would say they may have created the the best set of characters in the entire franchise with this game. Um, in a in a. In comparing it a little bit to Persona, um, one of the things that Persona does really well is you get to you spend time with the characters and you grow like you grow with them. You grow personality traits on top of like all the obvious combat ones. In this game, it does that same thing to a lesser extent. Um, you you have personality traits, but also you have relationships with people um, that are partially dictated by your personality traits and stuff. So. You get a lot of time learning about all these characters, learning about their backstories, realizing that like no, no one's at, obviously what they seem at face value, and you go and you sort of do a quest for each person and get to know them. I would say all your entire party is done very well. Some obviously more than others, but one of the the more endearing aspects of the game is definitely the characterization of of your immediate party and especially later on with some of the the non-party members how's the localization the writing is always really impressive for it i i I still leave it on japanese audio um but the the 
the the the translation for the subtitles is always very good. Like it always feels like someone who has a really good grasp of both both languages translated it, and so things that may not be funny in English, but they're they're funny or puns because the Japanese like they they have a lot of puns that are based on like the the language, obviously. So you, oh, that's yeah, sure. impossible to translate, but I, I've always found that they did a really good job in the franchise of like finding finding a way to to make jokes funny because it's a very very humorous tongue in cheek sort of game. Um, but yeah, other than the humor, um, the, the the writing is very good. I don't know what the right term for this is, but I know like with RPGs, there's always that balance of how much of it is story role playing. And how much of it is combat? Mm-hmm. How is the balance in this compared? I guess in general, and also compared to other uh, Yakuza games, because I, again, I know that these are very story-heavy games. So I'm, I'm thinking of a game like, uh, like Shenmue, where it's it's a lot of story, and it takes you can have lo- really long stretches between combat encounters. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, it, it, it's definitely very story heavy. There's a tremendous amount of cutscenes in the game, um, and then there's they have like three tiers of how they they tell the story. It'll just be like text based, like simple animations, and then they'll have like expanded cutscenes that you can still skip through, and then they'll have straight up movies. And there's a lot of them, but I don't. There there's definitely stretches where, like long stretches where it'll just be you'll you'll sort of be locked in um like it'll be like okay like cutscene cutscene battle cutscene cutscene battle cutscene 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 um i I don't remember any times where you put i put my controller down for like 30 minutes at a time or anything like that but (laughs) but a a 10 minute cutscene is definitely not so we're not like metal gear solid level exactly I always think about Xenosaga for some reason when I think about that, when it's like <laughs> at the very beginning of the game, there's like three or four 45 minute cutscenes. And it's like, what? am I playing a video game? I'm confused. <laughs> um, it was just an early, early attempt at something like Quantum Break. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up episodes of TV and that. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that that's one of the things that doesn't always land with me um in, in the cutscenes that you can sort of quickly skip through there's a good like skipping um system in the game even even if it's like like heavily animated like those those in between sort of cutscenes you can skip through a lot of stuff pretty quickly um so if you do get sort of annoyed by how much they're talking you can skip through it pretty quick read it go 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 um, there's not, not too many of those <laughs> traditional cutscenes where you're just like locked into a movie. So okay. if you do get sick of if, the reading, um, which there's going to be a lot of, especially if you play it with Japanese audio, um, yeah, you can skip through it pretty quickly. And a lot of it's, a lot of it is kind of repetitive. Like you, you get a lot of just pretty quickly. Um, a lot of things don't need to be said, but that's, that's sort of typical with a lot of Japanese games. As someone who has no experience with uh, the Yakuza series, is this something that I could jump into, or is this is there a lot of prior knowledge that I need to understand what's going on narratively? Um, you, I say, I would say it's perfectly fine to jump into. There's a little bit of fan service throughout the game, but otherwise, it's sort of meant to be its own jumping-off point. That's part of the reason they renamed it to Yakuza Like a Dragon in uh, English and not just left it as Yakuza Seven. Because it, it's 
meant to be a continuation. It is very much a continuation, but like a, a more dramatic continuation. And I think just the the English, uh, the the English Se- Sega America thought that this would be a good clean break to try and get new people in. Um, and okay. it is it is good for that. Uh, but I would say most of the games are also pretty good at that. There's not there's only a couple. I I, I started playing with Yakuza Six. That game takes time to sort of introduce you to all the characters really quickly, give you summaries of what's going on. And I played through it, and I didn't feel like I missed anything by not playing the early ones, other than a couple of weird, like, hey, you remember me? And it's like, that could have just been a new story in the game, or it could have actually been a reference to an old game that I just don't get. Either way, it didn't really impact the game that much. I think you get a similar sort of experience with this, where there's... Like, I recognize some recurring characters, but it's not like, like, oh, I've been around for all this amount of time. Like, I was just talking to the buddy from the old games. Like, like there's none of that. It's it's just like, like, if you recognize that guy, it sort of adds a new dimension to what's going on. But otherwise, it doesn't take away from it not knowing. Okay, so it's not it's not a requirement that you be completely up to date on all yakuza lore yeah exactly and, and if i was gonna fully go full stan i would say it, yeah it just 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 play the game don't worry about all the old games like you'll you're gonna fucking enjoy this game period like there, there's there's no barrier for entry especially not story-wise how much grinding is there uh, depends on what you want to get done <laughs> there's difficulties <laughs> in the game you can play it without grinding at all if you play it on easy um, I played it on hard. I know that's not your style. Yeah, I played it on hard. I, I, to get through the story, I didn't feel like I needed to grind at all. Um, oh, okay. However, I am in the post game. I only have one achievement left and to get the, get to a hundred percent the game, there's a lot of grinding, but most people aren't <laughs> going to do that. So I won't even waste another breath on that. Okay. This sounds like a game that you'd pretty highly recommend. I love this game. Everything about it worked. Everything that I loved about the franchise was held true in this game. They didn't lose touch with their roots. They, in fact, in a lot of ways, added a lot by having a more three-dimensional main character. Um, The protagonist of the old games, he was sort of designed to be a little bit, like, gruffer, a little bit flatter. Um, but like there was a lot of charm that came through in a lot of weird ways because he was also like, just, he was sort of like a yes man. So like, even though he was a little bit gruff and hard, he would always do anything anyone asked of him. And like, he would have something, something to say about it. Like, and was never like mean about it. So there, he was charming, but he wasn't like a full character in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, the Kasuga is the main character of this game, and he's he's a fully realized, very very interesting, cool main character. I think a lot of people can sort of get a lot from this story, even though it's obviously it's the one thing I will note about the Yakuza franchise. It's like a lot of video game. Like there's a lot of over the top moments in it. Um, a lot of the abilities are complete nonsense. A lot of the things you're going to be doing are crazy. The, the character designs are really far-fetched because a lot of the a lot of what's taking place is sort of in Yak- in uh, Kasuga's imagination so even though you're actually in combat with someone like uh, the, he sort of transcribes all these characters wearing like funny clothes and stuff to to more closely 
reflect RPGs of yore, which is literally what's happening because he's a huge fan of the Dragon Quest games. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's all part of the story. But yeah, it's 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 a lot of game and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, some things won't necessarily gel with Western cultures so much. I think I should probably add that as a caveat. Sort of the, the same way that like there's some some weird topics and like animes and stuff that you might see that you're like, uh, I don't I don't like what's happening here. Um, you 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 may you may get some of that in the this game uh, probably less now than the older games um, as as we move forward into the future because these games have existed since the early two thousands so there's there's still some growing up that can certainly happen but um, yeah <laughs> it's the way you're describing it is very like. Like you're talking about like the the work of a small child. <laughs> no, no, not like that. I think so. Uh, I, I've seen a couple of uh, Kotaku articles that are sort of essentially like Yakuza needs to grow up faster, and it's it's more about how females are represented in the game a lot of times. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think that there is. There's something to be said there. If you're curious about it, maybe read a more articulate article uh, written, <laughs> written by a professional writer, uh, Kotaku or something. But um, yeah, some of the, the the female characters are probably the the less developed of the characters in the game, and some some of the the relationships are you know uh, they're a little bit funny. <laughs> they're they're more for humor than they are for realistic intent uh, um and gotcha. it, it, it okay. may it, it may come across a little gross it may not sit well with uh with with the less tolerant or less uh, tolerant is the wrong word yeah you need a strong stomach <laughs> not necessarily that <laughs> it's it's just that it's 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 a different culture so there's or it's developed in a different culture, like it literally takes place in a different culture. So there's, there's some things, there's some pills you might have to swallow. I think that's the only way gotcha. I could really, really put it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. I think, I think that kind of sorts my questions. Yeah. Let me make sure there's no nothing else I want to note really. Um, I will say I didn't really talk too much about the combat. I, th- I thought that, uh, well, it, I talked about how organic it evolved from the old games, but um, it, it was really interesting how a lot of it played out. Um, since it was turn-based, even though it's it's sort of, I don't know how you describe it. It sort of like does the, the tactics thing where it'll just cordon off a certain area and you'll be stuck in that area fighting people, but it's not like you're just oh, standing okay. still waiting for somebody to make a move. Everybody's still like moving around, idling, walking around and stuff, but they are they are waiting for you to make a move by just not attacking, but they're still moving around. So it introduces some interesting problems with like the combat. Um a lot of the the AoE, the area effect abilities, um they they need to be sort of targeted, like conal and stuff, so people can walk out of them. The guy you're targeting could sway all the way to the left and you miss everyone. So there's there's some interesting problem solvings with that. You can also with like um, 
how you could get interrupted if you were running to attack someone and you ran past another enemy. They'll just straight up kick you to the ground. Like, no, you're not going to attack my homie. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I, I really liked that how that played out. It, it again just added to how organic the the combat really felt. Um, and God, oh, the abilities are so fun. There's there's one ability where you like literally charge at a guy with a katana, like spear him through the gut, and just stick him up in the air, and then lightning strikes you and him, and it's just like the end of the animation is just both you and him like blacked out. It's so the game is just fun. It's just a lot of fun. It's it's gonna put a smile on your face from so many times. Well, I'm I'm this maybe one that I actually have to check out. Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I I would say you would enjoy it a lot for sure. Um, it, a lot of the things that I really liked about like Sleeping Dogs like came come through in this. Like Sleeping Dogs is a very serious game, but then there's like these over the top like brutal moments. Um, Yakuza does that sort of thing, but more fun, <laughs> less bloody. <laughs> like, Sleeping Dogs, one of my favorite things was you could like take take somebody by the back of the head and just put their face into a fucking table saw and it's like that's fucking brutal <laughs> this is it's similar similar sort of joy you get but less gory <laughs> and and as well i i guess if it's less gory i could maybe get into it <laughs> i i know you're a bit of a glutton for you know, blood <laughs> you, you, sick, <laughs> oh yeah that's, all, that's what they always say about me <laughs> andy andy the blood drinker yeah I, I will say the only I, I should definitely note something that I didn't like about the game and it's a lot of the mini games are kind of boring um, if you like some of the ways that you sort of have to get end game items are like playing shogi or doing like weird other mini games like like traditional mahjong and stuff like that and god uh. like <laughs> I don't want to do any of that so um, you'd have to like farm out money instead which is like you could always bypass all this stuff with money, uh, but it was a tremendous amount of money, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a dick move sometimes. Yeah, that's a bit of a downer. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I had left. Uh, shall we talk about Captain Subasa and the the champions of something or other? Oh, do I have to? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Y- yeah. Your contract, bro. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know, I find myself in a lot of positions where I get excited for things that I didn't really understand. <laughs> and I I make up things in my mind about what something's going to be. And then you watch it and you're like, like a movie where you kind of like, you haven't seen the trailer. You just kind of know the general premise and a couple of the actors. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to really enjoy this movie and it's going to be really cool and it's going to be exciting mm. and, and interesting and it's none of those things <laughs> this is kind of like that where i i mean i was trying to remember the name of a movie to reference there but i couldn't think of it i think it's i think it's a ewan mcgregor film called stay do you remember that one stay no yeah it was bad <laughs> i took a date there while I was in Boston, uh, living in Boston, I took a date there and I fell asleep during the movie, which isn't wasn't a great sign for the movie or the date. <laughs> I don't know why I'm referencing that. I just desperately don't want to talk about Captain Tsubasa. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically it, so I'll just talk about forgotten Ewan McGregor films <laughs> instead. Uh, okay. 
but that was a movie that I had based, uh, you know, general knowledge of the plot and the characters, and I had a very heightened idea of what this movie was going to be. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of pants. So, Captain Subasa rise of rise of a champion, the champion, those champions, something about champions <laughs> so. is is a soccer game based apparently on an anime about a soccer player named Subasa. Uh huh. Which I guess is well regarded. I had never heard of it before this game. I knew nothing about it. I had seen people with memes about sports animes and how they can get you really invested in a sport that you had no interest in previously because that format of storytelling provides for a lot of drama and investment. Yes, (laughs) 100%. I can tell you that being a green to Captain Tsubasa and going into story mode, it did not translate (laughs) to me. And I did not become invested in this less than 10 match long story mode that about these characters that I did not care about, (laughs) did not understand their relationships or why, what the stakes were for any of this. Like it was just very, uh, and the story sections are so long and it's just kind of like, like, cause it's not animated. It reminds me a lot of the story sections in like those, um, did you play nine, nine, nine on the DS? Uh, no. Okay, I, I'm... It reminded me of, the, of story sections in, like, a visual novel or dating set. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the old Fire Emblems always used to do that. It was just, like, um... What do they what do they call it? Just, like, talking heads. Yes, thank you. It was just, like, the talking heads. And there's a lot of that, not much movement or anything happening. And a lot of people talking about stuff that I, I'm sure is very important to someone... <laughs> But not knowing the story, it just wasn't there for me. Which is, you know, not an issue I had, like, playing some of the uh, Naruto games that they've made. Where, like, I have no idea what's going on in any of that, but I still had fun with the game. This, unfortunately, was not fun. (laughs) I had in my mind, and this is where I made the mistake of, of making up a game in my mind that this wasn't. I had in my mind that this was going to be really crazy soccer like an arcadey but like super like almost like super mario strikers oh. if you remember that game yeah 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 or that's what or i like thought i was getting myself FIFA into street oh yeah or even a fifa street which is it wasn't as crazy as mario strikers because mario strikers had like fireballs and crazy team maneuvers and explosions whoa, whoa that's too crazy yeah fifa street was still good i liked fifa street a lot i played the one on the ds like crazy <laughs> and handheld soccer games are usually garbage <laughs> yes. so I, I played a lot of that uh and I, actually i just to make clear i am not a novice to soccer games or to arcade soccer games i've played a lot of them and i've enjoyed a lot of them yeah you're a competitive fifa streamer aren't you yeah i am all the time you can check me out um at uh, F- footboy one <laughs> Footboy one, please, please, editor, edit in a better joke in there somewhere. <laughs> just, be you can even say it. Just, <laughs> just, we'll we'll brainstorm something funny and then we'll put it in there afterwards. Oh my god, how funny would that be? Just like a woman's voice <laughs> chimed in, just like, stiltedly reads off a joke. <laughs> but so I am I am familiar with soccer games. I'm familiar both. I've played FIFA and I played a lot of FIFA in the 2000s on um playstation and dreamcast not dreamcast uh because they had the 2k sports i don't know why i'm ta- i don't want to talk about captain Tsukasa. <laughs> i'm so desperately don't want to talk about this game <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm not a, i'm not a soccer novice this game it's soccer plays out like slightly crazy soccer 
Like, the animations are crazy. You can kind of, like, barrel through people. But it's not the fast-paced, quick maneuver of, like, a FIFA Street or uh, NFL Blitz-type gameplay of super arcade sport distilled down to its broad strokes. Mm. It It's kind of like... It's kind of like regular FIFA if you just kind of tweaked some of the settings a little bit. Like, there's moves you can do, but it doesn't... You don't feel like some crazy, souped-up, powerful guy doing crazy anime soccer. They have animations that when you do a crazy kick, like, this falcon flies in from behind you, but it's in this very canned close-up of you that almost feels like like a mini cinematic. In the same way that, like... It's it's almost like a battle in Advance Wars. Like, the battles in Advance Wars are made to kind of look exciting, but they're you know that you're not excitedly killing people. It's yeah. all about that kind of more meta-tactic stuff. And that this feels like that. Like, there's the... They tried to make these moments exciting like they are in the anime by having these elementals of various animals representing what's going on behind you and the ball getting kicked surrounded by purple flames and the goalie blocks it and he's got it in his hands and it's spinning and is he going to hold on to it? But all of that's happening in canned cinematics and stuff on screen. None of it's happening to the player. If that makes sense. Yes. Sort of. So, like, when I think to a game like a FIFA Street... All the cool stuff that you're doing is that that juking and footwork is all because of very well-timed things that you're doing. And it looks cool on screen, but it's also very much you did that. Mm. You can watch that replay. Uh, like, okay. yeah, oh, and there, there I went around there and I did that. That was really cool. In this, you charge up a shot and it looks really cool on screen, but you, you just held Y and then you let go of Y. Yeah. And then this big explosion happens on screen, but you didn't do any of it. <laughs> it, it. It kind of feels a little bit like games that have tried to do the Arkham-style combat and have done it poorly. Yeah. Where it, it boils down to just counter and attack. Yeah. And the so Mad there's Max a lot game. of fireworks on screen. Y- yes, Mad Max is a great example of that. A lot of fireworks on screen, and you're just alternating between two buttons on the controller. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the disappointment for me in and how it didn't live up to that expectation that I had created for it in my mind of it being this new arcade soccer game. I, I was expecting somewhere between Mario Strikers and Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair enough. Because, yeah, I, I don't know about you. Do you ever enjoy these sort of, like, in-between games? Like, I just want, I just want something but dieter. Or is it always, you uh, always just really go for these arcade games? I mean, I really like the arcade stuff because it's, I find it, it's more quick paced and it's more in keeping with like the amount of patience I have for, for sports games these days. Mm. I don't have the patience to do full seasons of FIFA or Madden or any of the 2K sports stuff like I did 10, 15 years yeah. ago. I want like, I want to sit down and play an entire game of football in about eight minutes. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, can you think of any examples that are in that middle ground other than this here? Yeah, I, as soon as you started talking about this, I was reminded of RBI Baseball, which 
Oh my god, RBI baseball. I, I picked up once because I was like, I don't want to play like MLB the show. Like that's too much game. Like I just want to hit a thwack ball, go vroo, and then that's it. <laughs> and RBI baseball was like, like a, this is like a sim, but shittier. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I, to be fair, that proud game is definitely not for me. So I don't need to talk shit about it. But like that was not the game I fucking wanted to play. So yeah, th- this no, sounds like the, another example of that. You want something more like MLB Slugfest? Exactly. Like I just want a home run derby or something, but easy. <laughs> no, no, what what you want is backyard baseball. <laughs> yes, yes, kind of. That's it. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but good. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that middle ground is really hard to find, and I, and I get because with. You don't want to spend time managing and building out a team and setting up positions and setting up formations for Super Mario Strikers. Yeah. That would feel silly and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. In the same way that, like, doing any kind of tuning on your car and cruising Exotica would feel ridiculous. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I could like, set you as a defender, but you're just going to sprint across the field in one second anyway. Who cares? Right. Yeah, the field is the size of a tennis court. There's six <laughs> people on it, and you all have magic feet. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's what I was in the mood for with this game, and it just did not deliver that at all. Yeah. And on on top of that, it has a lot of technical issues that really plague it. If you try to play online, it's just god-awful. <laughs> the lag is bad. It takes forever to make a match. Um, and it, from what I can tell, it's not from a lack of players. It's just bad online. Yeah. I I did not have fun in the maybe three online matches I tried to play. They just, I felt like I was playing Counter-Strike on dial-up modem again. <laughs> oh, gross. Like, just really floaty, l- slow response, shit flying around uh, that didn't make sense, stuff getting stuck in corners and flying on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that just, online will be dead in a month. On top of that, it does a lot of network, because it, it is a modern sports game, so the first thing that happens when you boot it up, and I was playing this on Switch, by the way, mm-hmm. and it's not a good Switch port. I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend if you felt the need to play this, and if you're a fan of the anime, maybe this is something you'd really get into, and maybe there's more to be had for it from that, but um, I'd play this on a better console because it, it runs slow. When you boot it up, it checks the network, which can take a couple of minutes. Oh, Jesus. Of just checking network. And then it goes through like your daily login bonuses, which felt gross. God. Like the first time you boot up a game, I just I don't want I feel like I'm playing a mobile game now. <laughs> yeah, were you were you playing this handheld or consoleified? I was play I had this in the dock on, on screen. Okay. And so like because that was my first thought was you know, because I had read a couple of things saying that you know, the frame rate drops a little bit. I thought, okay, well, I'll play it in the dock on screen, you know, on my TV screen to guarantee I get best performance, mm-hmm. which wasn't good <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was just, it was not, not great performance. <laughs> the visuals looked fine, but they weren't stunning. And I know the Switch is capable of better. Yeah. It can reach the, the peaks of 900p. There is a currency that you earn in game that you use to buy packs of cards that can help you. Oh, there's also a, uh, a your hero or new hero mode, which is kind of like the, you know, the superstar mode that you have in the Madden games or yeah. what, you know, the make your own player mode. Yeah. Yeah. FIFA has something like that too. So it's definitely not out of the realm of soccer games. Yeah. 
no, no, but this this has that as well, and it it's fine, I guess. You get packs with the, you can you know cards that are be your friends and <laughs> that affects your stats, and then apparently I I started playing after this happened, but apparently all the microtransactions were patched in after the fact. Oh fuck! Which was <laughs> just super fuck. shitty and gross. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I hate this game already. But it does mean that they don't have to put microtransaction warnings on the box art because that already got approved and shipped. So that's super cool. Oh, what a bunch of cucks. and their Peggy rating doesn't change because it was all you know it got certified and then they had a bunch of fucking assholes. What? I hate it so that's much. So I wish I had bought this on Steam because I I knew within two hours that I did not want this game anymore. <laughs> that I wasn't having fun and I was frustrated with the mechanics and it's bad online. And uh, there's no refund policy for Switch, despite mm-hmm. how buggy and gross this game is, so I'm just stuck with it. Yeah. You bought it, you bought it. I bought it. I made that mistake. I thought I was going to have fun with a game that looked like fun. Uh, that's on me, <laughs> that's, clearly. So you, you need to better interpret what fun is. That's your problem. Yeah. So that's, <clears throat> that's me. You have any questions about this game? Yeah. I was, I was laughing when you said the story was only 10... 10 games or so because my experience with like um sports animes is that like an entire season can be one game so did (laughs) did did it feel like it was at all a cohesive story or was everything lost like all of the storytelling completely lost i it's so much I, i read the the story beats for leading up to the first match that I actually like sat and read through every single one that happened. Yeah. And it's just so long. It it was so much story. It was easily ten minutes of me reading story. Oh, God. Before like and this is soccer. I'm playing a soccer game. <laughs> I want to play soccer. <laughs> just let me play the soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird because a lot of like a lot of these sports animes are really framed around like interpersonal drama. And I don't know how you drum that up and just have like you know, uh, an antagonist be this faceless person on the other side of the pitch or whatever. It just seems, I, don't, I just don't know how that would play out. Like why you bother having a story. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just don't know. It's... <laughs> were, were there any other good modes in the game? Uh, other than it... no, you've got your standard, like practice where you can go through some training drills. You've got verses where you can, I'm going to have Japan play against, FC Montenegro or whatever fake teams they had in <laughs> I was trying to pick something that I knew wasn't correct. So <laughs> but you know some some kind of you know fake teams in the the world of this this anime or you could create your own custom teams which I had neither the patience nor the inclining to do cuz it's just uh, I, I couldn't care at that point. Yep, yeah, that's that's completely fair. Um it made me just want to play any other soccer game. <laughs> Go break up my DS and redown or re redownload. That's that's not something I do. Repurchase FIFA. What was I? Maybe it was FIFA two thousand seven, two thousand eight. <laughs> I think some of the FIFA games will be on Game Pass eventually. Now that they have the EA Play thing. Oh, that's gonna be so gross though. I I like seeing all of those player cards and star cards. Because I stopped playing FIFA before all that stuff was added in. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last one I played was like 2015, and that's when I was starting to get real gross. 
but those those are yeah those are fun games but like soccer as a genre is really fun like that's that's why rocket league's so popular it's like i want to hit ball going goal like that's a lot of fun like just make it fun and do that with other things other than cars and and feet human feet slow moving this there's plenty of people doing it. Yeah. There's plenty of people out there making good sports games and good arcade sports games that understand how to distill a a, a sport to its most exciting, effective moments. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's just it wasn't these people. Yeah. Um. I wish I had more questions, but there doesn't seem like much to go on here. It's no, it is not. It's. My thoughts in it are, are, I mean, I've been talking about it for ages, but it's, it's brief because it's not fun. <laughs> did, here, <laughs> did, did any of the game at all make you interested in the anime? <laughs> Actually, yes. I, I did become interested in checking out the anime because I've never watched a sports anime. So I was interested in that idea. I think my sister said she watched a hockey one that she got really into. Yeah, I think I've heard of the so, hockey one. I I I really like a a volleyball one, for example. <laughs> oh, I've heard about the volleyball yeah, one as yeah. well. Yep, that one's really good. <laughs> but also, like, I think there's only like four total matches played through the first three seasons. So <laughs> it's very different. If if it's done right, it can be exciting. You know, for sure. That's 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 storytelling. Yeah. And I did not get that through this, and I don't know. I'll just. I'll just hang out here and wait for now that now that Nintendo owns Next Level for them to make a new another Super Mario Strikers or dude NHL Hits Pro. Yeah, it, it is kind of a shame that they haven't been pumping out many more of those uh, Mario whatevers. Like, it blows my mind because Mario Tennis Aces apparently has done very well on the Switch. Has it? Yeah, it's gotten a ton of post-release content, and I still see people talking about it and playing it. Like it's. From what I can tell, it's done very well. I don't know why they've done none of their other sports franchises. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, even, like, a, a sort of Greatest Hits minigames compilation, I think, would go a long way. Like, they like we Sports existed for a reason, right? Like, people really like distilled versions of these sports. Um, if, you, if you're not going to build out a whole Mario Strikers again, like, I would... I think that another iteration of Wii Sports would be a lot of fun. They had a uh, next level was working on Super Mario Spikers. Oh, which was going to be a uh, a Mario volleyball game for the Wii. Dude, see, but it got canceled. See, that could be a lot of fun if done really well. I, <laughs> yep, I can definitely see that. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, it really is. Heartburn. It really is. Nintendo has a lot of great properties that they squander because they're not one of the four properties they actually want to put effort into. <laughs> What's happening with Donkey Kong these days? Oh my god. Do you know how much money I'd pay to play Donkey Konga again? <laughs> well, you could uh, pay the entry fee of finding the Kongas and an N64. Okay, yeah, as I said that, and as you pointed out, like, there is an amount of money that you can pay, you can just go buy it, <laughs> you, can just get... you can buy a GameCube and the Kongas, yeah. and, and I'm realizing that I don't actually want to pay, it's not much, I'd pay like 20 bucks. <laughs> I, know, I, feel, I feel like Kong I see like, a set of those Kongas, like, every other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could easily just walk into any Funko land and pick one up. Exactly. 
Uh, any any closing thoughts on uh, Captain Tsubasa? Don't buy it at sixty bucks. If you're into Captain Tsubasa as an anime, wait until it goes down to. Well, actually, oh these, God, these Tecmo games never go down. Yeah, I paid sixty bucks for this. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, now that changes yeah. things. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a full priced fucking Bandai game. Jesus Christ. That, and, and you know, like these Bandai games, they never go down in price. No. They they never go down. I know. There's there's two separate fucking Dragon Ball Z fighter games that are still both fully supported and also sixty dollars. Like what's happening here? <laughs> it's a scam. Oh god. All right. Well, shall we rank these bad boys? Where where are you putting Captain Subasa? Captain Subasa, I am putting at the bottom. It is, it is the worst. There there was nothing that was redeeming for it about me. That's, yeah, that sounds about right for you. Uh, that's a shame, though. Sorry you didn't enjoy it. It is. Yeah, I, it happens. I'm going to do the exact opposite thing in a, an episode of Extremes. I'm putting Yakuza Like a Dragon at number one. Wow. Take that, Desperados 3. Well, I'll not take that. That's a very good game. You should also play that. <laughs> Get fucked, Desperados <laughs> oh, 3. Jesus Christ, no, apologize. It's a lovely game. <laughs> lovely game by lovely people. Yeah, I, I I know it's next year now, but this is this game just speaks to me on a lot of levels. Um one of the one of the more informal ways I think I could describe Yakuza 7 is that I I'm pretty sure I I dreamed of this game as a teenager. <laughs> just like what if it what if we made an RPG but it took place in modern times like in a in a city? And it had, like, all the same, like, <laughs> fantasy elements, but it was in a city. Like, I'm pretty sure I've had this conversation before. And that it, the game exists now. It's Yakuza 7, and it's incredible. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for manifesting this game into existence. <laughs> it, I, I, I do expect royalties. Um, this was basically done by sheer force of will. Alright, so some notes, I guess, about this uh, as we're continuing into the new year, because by the time this is published, it'll be mid, mid-January. mid um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're playing games from not the year 2021. Um, I don't know, would you, would you say we're planning on doing 2020 games for a couple, couple more episodes? Um, longer? I don't know what you have on the docket. Uh, I feel like you're not going to let me talk about Just Dance 2021, so <laughs> I really only have one or two others to talk about. Because I, I found out today that that Grindstone came out in 2019 oh. on Apple, and it only came out on other consoles in 2020, so oh. that disqualified that and how I ended up talking about Captain Tsubasa. Oh, you missed out. <sighs> I did. I did. I really did, it by not having an iPad. Well, you, you can talk about Just Dance. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just won't have any I, I won't have any sympathetic questions for you. <laughs> um Yeah, I I'm still planning on talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk, but those game that those, those are both like fluid situations. They're both ex- extremely buggy games that I am not playing hundred percent because they're extremely buggy games. But yeah. I, I if if I had to review them both now, it probably probably would be less than what I would pl- would expect that I will give it once I have a full experience, which maybe is sort of 
too generous to the, the developers, <laughs> but <laughs> but I also want to play a completed game. So there you go. Yeah, I think I think we can do another week or two of this. Yeah, well. I can fi- I can find something to play. All right, well then uh, there you have it. So going into twenty twenty one, probably got another couple episodes of twenty twenty games. Then we'll do our tournament of champions once again. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully early mid February. I don't know why I'm. How dare I put time estimates on this? I know how that game goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to be releasing a big Twitter statement on yellow background. We apologize. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as people see it, they're going to be triggered. The scope of our our wrap-up episode was just more than we anticipated. (laughs) Who could have known that we had talked about 18 games each? (laughs) Too real. Too fucking real. I think that's basically it for us today then, huh? Yeah, that's it. Take us out of here. Okay, well, uh, thanks for listening to our episode, those of you that are still listening. And, you know, hell with you, those of you that uh, stopped listening (laughs) before now. Some friends you are. (laughs) You can check us out on all the relevant socials in various versions of our name i think it's all it's all game off podcast game off podcast okay so it's not various versions i never remember yeah just just type in your favorite website and then do slash game off podcast yeah we're not to be confused with the gop which has been getting a bit of bad press lately and i just want to make very clear that we are not associated with them and we we, they're just piggybacking on our message boards i I think we can safely denounce insurrection in the united states that that's not a hot button issue right you're you're willing to to go on record saying that? I you know what? If you'll go on record, I I can back you up on that. I'm I'm really not pro coup d'état of the United States <laughs> government. Like it, not not on my list of things I would uh, like to see done in in 2021. So that's helped I think distance us from the GOP, <laughs> which I don't think they've taken a very clear stance <laughs> on it that I can. <laughs> <laughs> that I can quite piece together, but you know what? I just I don't want I don't want to make this a whole political thing. <laughs> Somehow you're saying so much more. <laughs> I don't want to get into a whole. I don't want to go off on a rant here, but but, but grow some backbones, boys. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm I'm Andy Solitaker. Yeah, I'm I'm Brent Arcadia. If we're still around. <laughs> And alive in a week or two. God. We'll talk to you then. There's gonna be protests out outside our houses. No, <laughs> quote unquote protests. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, bye. bye.